Bon nueve. That might be good nine. Yeah, it sounds like it. Bon nove. Bon nove. Bon Is that French? No, that's just bon nuit. Bon bon nuit. Mm. I don't know. Good night. Twelve years couldn't tell you. <laughs> good good night. Good night. Bonus Harris. It's one of the <laughs> Bonus Harris. It's one of those. Bonsoir. Scenes. That's ah, like good evening. Okay. Bonsoir. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. Mm -hmm. That sounds right. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I know that's right. Oh. I don't know what good night is. Gotcha. It's you like know bon nuit. You want? Okay. I mean, like n u i t. This reminds me of when. In third grade, there was this boy named Mason. 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 Everyone just gave him so much shit. He was a little, like, just a little different. Mm -hmm. Didn't really know how to socially connect with people. So he would come across as, like, an asshole. Yeah. But I was always like, he can't help it. He just doesn't really know what's up, you know? And so many people, especially at that age, would give him shit. But he was, like, a cello prodigy. And would come and came into our third grade classroom and he played this great piece for us. And then ooh, someone asked him to play like the ABCs or something. And he was like, no, it's just like so simple that I can't play it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. That's like your advance in French. But it's just like, yeah, you learned that what? Kindergarten? Yeah. Night? Yeah. A long time ago. That's so true. See? Mm -hmm. And that's like with the English language too. Yes. Like there'll be like with like the ABCs. Could I sing that to you? No. Oh. That was a kindergarten thing. <laughs> Could I tell you what two plus two is? No. No. I couldn't. Kindergarten thing. Kindergarten thing. We have just e expanded our mindset yes. to where uh, I can't fit all those things. Exactly. Things need to go. Could I tell you how to... Uh, Make an organic molecule? Yes. <laughs> of course. In my sleep. I did that last quarter. Yeah. But I couldn't tell you basic math. Yeah. Just how it be, you know? Mm -hmm. The way the world works. The way the world works, truly. The world's working kind of weird right now, I must say. Mm-hmm. If I could say that. Mm, I don't think you have the authority. I don't have so authority. So sorry. Damn it. To really come and rain on your parade. Yeah. But yeah. Ow. Oh. Sorry. Oh. <laughs> that really hurt. That's a great segue, though. Oh. <laughs> Why do you have those blisters, Ryder? Well, I just pressed on my foot, and I have all of these blisters on my toes. Yeah, her piggies are out. Oh, it really does hurt. And oh my gosh, today was the first time I put on my cleats. Holy moly. Yeah. yeah. I really just wanted to fill you guys in. Fill them As in. I've said, I am training for a marathon, which is why I have so many blisters on my toes. Mm -hmm. And they've either, either popped or become calluses now and really just hurt when I poke them. To the touch. But today, I did a nice little four mile. Yeah. Yeah. And then um, I... We just really want to get the cleats back on. Love that. We were talking to our coach Jackson. Yes. Um, over the weekend, and he was just like motivating me that I should just you know put on the cleats and just do oh, ladders. I love like, that. Like just easy um, increments up because I'm scared of cutting like full speed cutting yeah. because my hamstring yeah. running is completely fine doing a very temp mm. tempo run. Mm -hmm. 
um, very fine on the hamstring, but I'm still scared to go like 100% speed and then slow down and then yeah, cut. Yeah, of course, of course. Very nervous about that. Okay. So then I had a little motivation to just put on the cleats, mm-hmm. go to the IM fields by myself, and just run some ladders. But unfortunately, <laughs> I was looking in our closet. Call her out. Call yeah, her I'm out. calling her out. Havoc. Do it. Havoc. Why? Okay. Why would you take the ladder? You with climbing you? a house, a tree. Why do you need the ladder? You literally went home. Home. I'm here for, I'm still at school. I'm I here. need those ladders. Yes. So then I just took cones and then I just did a little box square drill set and it was good. Nice. But the first thing that I realized when I put on my cleats was that my toes have blisters on them. Ouchie. And they just like kept rut, rut. Like, yeah. Like slamming and hitting. Yeah, slamming and hitting the front of my cleat. But it did felt feel good. Nice, it felt dude. good to put them back on. And you were probably warmed up from the run. Yeah. So you are all shaken, sh- shook out. Yeah, so yeah. then I just did some, uh, yeah, like it was super good warming up the hamstring. Yeah. And then so I knew that I, I'm like completely warmed up after that four mile. Yeah. And then, yeah, I did some like, I guess I like, I made up stuff. Is that fine to say? So fine. Because I feel like a lot of people are like, you need to do this right or you're not going to see improvements. No. No. Just really, just if you have a basic basic idea, foundation. Yeah. I think I do. Of what you want to implement. For yeah. Sure. So like I did some little like boxes and nice. I like, you know, ran on the lines, shifting my momentum, okay. cutting, like yeah. a little bit of cutting, but just, I can't go to full speed yeah. yet. Just working on your agility. Basically. Exactly. And yeah. then it slowing down those steps just remembering how to cut kind of basic cutting and then also shuffling and then I kind of moved the box bigger and then made it look like I was like doing a seven cut gotcha gotcha agility is so important so very important oh my god this I was just I can't believe I didn't tell you this yesterday so Ryder and I it seems that sometimes our conversation just always leads back to when we're talking to, about sports, about like your upbringing and what that means in terms of your athletic career and like how much is it genetic, how much is it like learned and built into you. And there's this coach for this pro running team that Ryder and I are big fans of. And I completely forgot to tell you this, but for his cross country season, he would always have amazing cross-country seasons right when he was coming off of his basketball season Mm. because they just practiced so much agility work. And then his junior year, the basketball coach was like an asshole. So he quit. And that was one of his like worst years of his cross-country seasons because um, he was getting in a ton of miles and his endurance was there when he started but just like his agility was super on the lower end. So mm. it's so important and good on you for doing this. Yeah, I think it will uh, help me obviously in Ultimate Frisbee. But then also, I hope with the marathon. Yeah. Just getting back to the basics yeah. of, you know, getting my speed. I need speed. Speed. Even though it's a marathon, yes, I know. You need to just do constant. But like, I need to remember how to move my legs quickly. Yes. When the time sure. comes, like going up a hill. I don't want to be doing a like a slow jog up the hill. I want to. I want to kick wanna, those hills. You want to kick those hills. Do mm-hmm. it. Yeah. And you had another milestone. I did. I want to toot your home. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Sorry. You don't even need to toot my own phone for me. Because <laughs> I, I just want to toot your own horn. Baby girl did a long run this weekend. 
We did a little uh, 13.1 half yeah, marathon. a little halfy casually. Yeah. Yeah. How's your body? My how, body. I didn't even ask you how your hamstring was after that. It was good. My hamstring, I mean, like, it's sore for sure, yeah. but it's not, like, in pain. And then there's a difference between, like, in pain and soreness that I've come to know about my body. I love that. Through this. Yes. Um, but it definitely is sore, and I am tight from it i definitely need it i wanted to do some yoga yesterday didn't get to it mm. we had a nice little bike ride though we did but yeah so it definitely normally i was supposed to have a nice little off day yesterday but nal and i you know perfect segue uh, perfect segue. <laughs> we had a nice little bike ride as nala's last little triumph in Whoa. the physical <laughs> the physical realm in the physical realm of things yes. so i didn't get a little off day that i wanted and i did four miles today so like this is like week four of the training of the marathon and we're just kicking it into high gear nice we do need some time to recover of for course, sure of course are you taking a rest day tomorrow i'm i might just do an yeah i'm i have to decide i need to know how i feel tomorrow but i know that i'm gonna throw Mm. tomorrow i really want to get back into throwing yeah and then um yeah throwing or maybe a nice little three mile cool down very important but yeah a little shake out that's that's for me i don't want to toot nala's own horn <laughs> but she killed it yesterday on the bike ride with her torn acl but thank you fill us in dog they can't see you they can't I can see, me. see you. yes you can it is torn no longer it's for sure something. <laughs> it's something else. It's patched back up together. If you could see me right now, the sight would be a little funny, just a little bit. So I had surgery this morning, or when this comes out, Tuesday morning. Um, and basically, surgery went great. They pulled um, tendons from my hamstring and reconstructed my ACL. And... There was like meniscus damage, and if there was any like just damage in the knee, he was also gonna fix that. So they just went in, stitched me back up, and now I have these little compression. How would you even call these? They're not even knee. They go past the knee. These compression sleeves for my for my legs, basically. It looks like she has big sackies for her whole leg. Yeah. <laughs> Just big old sockies for my leg. <laughs> um, yeah, doing well. I have nerve blockers in my whole right leg, so I can't feel anything. Completely numb. Just like a pressure. It feels like, I think one of the best ways to describe it is that it feels kind of like a small child <laughs> is like very concentrated and sitting on one part of your knee all the time. That's what it kind of feels like. I like that. Yeah, if that I makes like sense. That. Yeah. Um, so now, truly, we can only go up from here, ladies and gentlemen. That's how I'm looking at. We're going to get the ball rolling. PT on Friday. Yeah. It's a weird, it's a, I've had oral surgeries. This is my, <laughs> it's my first one where uh, walking is kind of impeded. But hey, that's what we're doing. Feeling good. They sent me home with all the right things. Ryder was such a doll. She drove me at 5.45 in the morning. Kisses to you, my darling. Thank you for that. Yes. Thank you. So, yeah, that's really it. We're just going to be truly, if you guys uh, 
want to ask us any questions throughout the week, Ryder might have schoolwork, and I kind of do, but I will literally be here all week. Oh, yeah. She really will. I you really should I just will. give you your my phone, and you should just post yeah, on the Instagram. I should just post on the Instagram. And just, like, you know, say, ask them random questions. See what they that. say. See what they say. See what the followers are up to. Just, like, a little experiment, you know? Yeah. Like, what is our uh, listening base? What's their favorite cheese? Yeah, exactly. Pennies or nickels? Like, which scent do you like better? I don't know. <laughs> no, no. no idea. But you know what I do know? What do you do? Is that you're, you're listening, listening to <laughs> The Ultimate Talk. That's Ryder. And that's Narla. And Ryder just killed it with that intro, baby. <laughs> Let's go. And don't worry about don't worry it. About oh, my God. That was amazing. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, this week's episode... We do not have a lot of Ultimate Frisbee content to comment on as the season is still posted. (laughs) Postponed (laughs) indefinitely. So sorry about my grammar and my words sometimes. My brain is a little muddled. Muddled. Whichever one. Well, it's been meddled with. It has. But it is muddled. It is exactly (laughs) exactly it. Thank you for that. Thank you for helping me out. And I'm burping. But... Um, we kind of wanted to dig deep on what we know this, this week, you know, like give our insight into different things and different aspects of the ultimate community. Mm. And I think a big aspect of the ultimate community is going pro. Yeah. Yeah. That is true. It's becoming bigger. There are certainly drawbacks and benefits to going pro as opposed to just playing with a really great club team. Um, and I think it's really interesting how the two have separated, kind of. And, mm-hmm. like, even, I don't know if our listeners know this, but even in the rules, they're they're very different in how you play. And there's a real referee, which mm-hmm. is very interesting. Yeah. I don't know much about the history of Pro Ultimate, like the AUDL and the PUL. Do you know anything, really? or um, That there was, like, before the AUDL started, there was a... Before that, there was a different Frisbee Pro League. Okay. That was, like, kind of like what we have right now with the women's pro. Gotcha. Where, like, we have the PUL, and then it splits off into the WL, but then we also have, like, the whatever the Austin Soul is a part of, and they're trying to connect it, but it was different at one point in time. Like the Southeast kind? Yeah, Southeast, because Texas and... Um, like Austin Soul and Texas, Texas Torch has been around for like three years now. Yeah. And then uh, like LA Astra and like San Diego Bloom were like different. You're so right. Different last different. year. And they were actually combined kind of with the AUDL. Like they were trying to start that. But then they like tapered off and now it's just like a completely different, like it's a completely different league now. Yeah. But kind of like run, obviously ran run by the same people and this was almost made in retaliation of the AUDL correct in terms of like the AUDL wasn't giving women players like a platform that they kind of deserved right Mm -hmm. so some people from the AUDL I think split off and created this own league of their own yeah there's definitely been a lot of like uh back and forth should Mm. we say between like the AUDL and like just 
other people in the community kind of just fighting against them either not like disagreeing with what they're doing or agreeing with what they're doing and being like oh hey like can we you know like how can we get women involved and everything and I know that like uh there is like at least with I know it's different like everywhere it's not really I feel like it's very much knowing from like being on LA Astros mm-hmm. as a practice player mm-hmm. and like listening into their conversations about like the AUDL and everything like we like it's very regional of how everything works gotcha. and so like LA Astro works very well with like um the LA Aviators yeah and so like we would um if the season actually was still here um we would have played right before the LA Aviators and had the same space that they did and same exposure during that whole game that they were having. We were just going to play earlier. So we kind of would get the same fans hopefully coming early to our games and then staying for the LA Aviator game. Gotcha. So like, I think it really is not really like a nationwide AUDL. It's very regional with how they, you know. How they operate. How they operate. Yeah. So like, I don't know if like the other AULD, AUDL teams are like that. Um like have good communications with the women's team starting in their area Mm, Mm -hmm. very interesting so yeah so this this new league i absolutely i think the pul and more so because i'm exposed to the wul more just because this is regional and the wel is the western states um i think their teams are so sick the uniforms that they've been popping off look so cool. Your Astra uniform is super sick. Oh, um, yeah, you missed me. I was running today in it. Really? And I had my black little spandex on because it's laundry day, and I didn't have laundry. any more uh, yeah, yeah. Shorts, shorts. So then I had to wear my spandex. Oof. And then I had my black uh, uniform. And I'm not so going to lie, when I put on my cleats, my bl- all black cleats yeah. and my black eye socks, oh, that's sick, I'm not going to lie, the people on the fields mm. were like, who is, who is that? that? Just running her own drills. Who is that? Yeah. I definitely felt kind of cool putting that on. I thought you looked like a snack and a half. Yeah, I looked like a pro athlete. Oh, true. A half pro athlete, half should pro I athlete. say. We're not, we're not all the way there. Hey. But you're more than not. We're more than halfway there. More than halfway there. Certainly, certainly. That's very cool. So how would you say, so unfortunately you did hurt your hamstring before the season really got up and started. Mm-hmm. You still participated in the practices. Yeah. How would you say they differed from like a college ultimate? Um, well, it was, oh, the one thing that I loved, and I think this just goes back to, like, how any team is run. It was very, like, similar to, like, I think how a college team would set up. You first have warm-up, then you do some drills, and then you have, like, probably some conversations. Like, he, the the main um, coach for uh, LA Astros, had chalk talk, and he actually had a whiteboard, and I oh, loved wow. that. I really learn well when there's visual representation and you're not just talking to me, you back it up with visual representation, AKA chalk talk. I love that. And then that's what he did. That's the only thing that really differed. I would say, um, besides there's less like team, like bonding, I would say you do it after like the practice and like, they're like, Hey, we're going to grab food at this brewery. Like anyone can come and like, 
you know, you have that afterwards, but like during the time you're really focused, you're focused hundred percent. They're focusing on, um, playing and getting better and working, trying to figure out chemistry, meeting everyone, but also playing with everyone. And another thing is that there needs to be, um, obviously there needs to be like strict control in like, that sounds really weird, but there needs to be someone who obviously a coach that has a direct plan because obviously everyone's coming from different backgrounds. They're like, Oh, is a vert stack or ho stack better? Okay. How are we going to run end zone? Mm. Okay. We're going to do this wall, this zone. And so I think it, you really need to either like have to, like you have to know exactly going into the practice. Okay. We're running this zone because of this, we want to trap this way and like really having the strong, um, sense of you know what you're doing yeah like these people everyone has played so much to be on this pro pro team and like have the knowledge that like the coach can't be like okay i think we're gonna do vert but like i we're gonna run it from the back of the stack like you need to know because there's gonna be someone who's gonna be like well i don't believe that we should do this this way and i think that goes a long way of saying like club is kind of like that but mm. I've never played on a club team. Mm. But then that also brings up an interesting point that I do want to bring up if you don't have anything to no, I don't. say yeah. with that. But then, like, do you think that now, I mean, like, do, what do you think that, like, why do we see, like, I think we see a lot more college people going to club and club is, like, so much more, established not established but like people like want to go to club over Mm. the AUDL or PUL like even though like we can focus on the AUDL because it's more centralized yeah but um and like has been established versus like the PUL is kind of like still up in the air and there's not really we haven't seen so much history there with uh college players going to the PUL but you see a lot of like men going into the club and club is like there's different aspects like Mm -hmm. why would you go club versus AUDL that's very interesting because the level of play I would argue does not really differ Mm -hmm. in terms of like skill levels intensity exactly like you can play for a very highly elite club Mm -hmm. and like there's probably some club teams out there that are even better than so oh yeah new teams because they're just they're so new and they have to build up their foundation I think I you know that's a really hard question because I think um club has just really established itself and there's so many different levels of club mm-hmm. like um I don't want to like throw any club team like under the bus or something like that but I'm just trying to think they're just like college I feel like there are different levels in club of like San Diego Wildfire, an amazing, amazing club team. And then you have, I'm not saying that this is a worse club team, but maybe like less established is like you have like Rampage or something like that, Mm -hmm. right? And so I think part of the appeal with club is that you can still play club um, no matter kind of where you're at. There's just a lot more opportunity for you. Mm -hmm. And um if you are a really good player and you're good enough to play for a really good club team or a really good pro team, I think it just comes down to the fact of like club has made a name for itself. It's like, I, I don't know. It's just, 
they're just much more well-established, I mm-hmm. feel. Their teams have been around for longer. Um, there's, like, really these championships, like, club championships, and, like, are really, like, you really strive to get there, kind of. Um, but other than that, I mean, I would recommend pro to, like, anyone who wants to kind of dip their toes outside of the college ultimate mm-hmm. scene. Um, it's definitely... Also, a really probably big one is that club rules are completely the same as college rules. Mm -hmm. And so there's no like new learning curve that's thrown at you, I guess. Whereas in pro, you just have like a different set of rules. I know for the AUDL you do. I'm not totally sure about the poll. The PUL has uh, pretty much the same rules as college. Okay. So Mm -hmm. it also does. Interesting. Well, for the AUDL, then that's what I would say just in terms of like, I don't think you even stall in the AUDL. No, you as a referee stalls, you don't stall out loud. Very interesting. Very Mm -hmm. interesting. So maybe just the fact that like... like a stall seven too. mm, Oh my God. Yeah, Yeah, you're right. The only thing different about the PUL rules is a stall seven or stall six. It's super fast. Wow, that is super fast. Mm -hmm. To get like the movement going. Movement going. And I think like a big thing is with like pro, I don't want to cut you off. No, I'm... That's all The big thing with pro versus club that I've seen... Is that like, yes, you're going to get the lower stall count because like theoretically this pro league is supposed to be televised Mm. and it's supposed to be exciting for the viewer to watch while club on the other hand, yes, it can be televised, but that's like not the incentive. Mm. You know, I feel like the AUDL, like they try to make money, club does not. So like that can be like logistically and um, like where you lie and how you want like a business to be run. Like AUDL is a business versus uh, club is not a business. You're playing for the yeah. first yeah. pure pure sport technically. Mm-hmm. And like obviously you can say that anything about basketball leagues and any other sport where like you have a pro league and yes, they're getting paid. So you're getting paid. You're you want to show, you know, but then versus like a club league, they're there purely for the fun of the sport. Yeah, fair, fair, So fair. you, you have that aspect of it. It's very interesting. Yeah, but then I do, it's weird because I think that a lot of like guys who we've talked to really value club over the AUDL and mm-hmm. like even like you were talking to one of the guys on the men's team. Yeah. And he was saying that how he wouldn't play for the AUDL at all. Yeah, like he was like very adamant mm-hmm. that he would like never go AUDL. Which is super Which yeah. is very interesting. And I still am not totally sure about what his reasons were, but just in terms of like, I think it really speaks to the fact of like, it's hard to say, but at least for Smog, their culture is like so, so different as opposed to like a few years ago. And I think, and I don't want to like put a reason in his mouth kind of as to why he would never play the AUDL. But now whenever I think of the AUDL, I think of like, and again, this is regional. We kind of already touched on this, but just like a general biasy towards men and offering more opportunities mm-hmm. towards men. Yeah. And I think him being um, just a well-rounded individual, he like wasn't down for that. Mm-hmm. Um but again, there could be also just completely different reasons. But um, it's, I think they're trying to be better. But right now, like the PUL is like probably the leader in having 
so many women pro teams, mm-hmm. which is amazing. Yeah. And giving just like a ton of opportunity. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I have one friend who, you know, <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. Um, that uh, he played. So he's down in Texas mm. and he played for, um, he, he played for the AUDL team in Dallas and then he also played a club team for Austin. Mm-hmm. And so he had a very different perspective than I found anywhere else where he loves the AUDL and does not like club. Interesting. Which is just, I mean, it like he definitely has a point which I'm going to get to, but it was just so different than like any of the small guys that we would talk to yeah. and see about their opinion. And plus like obviously us women were like, oh, the AUDL doesn't have like a a partnership so much like they created a woman's team they're just like so separate within themselves and obviously we said that's regional i like you know from my experience but what his main point was that it's all about the coaching and the team and i think that's definitely what it comes down to when you go into any of these teams and especially for me going i really wanted to play club this year and i was gone to doing the practice player for LA Astra. Yeah. And I think definitely after, if everything panned out like it was supposed like to pan supposed out, to pan like, out. you know, maybe I like played for Rampage. It would have yeah. been awesome. And then coming around this next year, me really just like, okay, obviously I'm playing for Blue. That's like a no brainer. But like, do I want to continue with LA Astra or do I want to just give my attention to Rampage? Oh, and I think it definitely would have came down to team and yeah. like what I think a good team looks like and where I truly bonded with. And I think, mm. or where <laughs> where I truly bonded with, with like who I bonded yeah. with. And I think um, that's what his major point was that he loved the, the coaches and the team um, atmosphere at the AUDL team. While the club team was a little bit more distant, he didn't feel the team was all together. They didn't really have, like, the AUDL had, like, great practices, and they had them more frequently than the club would have them. So then you could create more chemistry chemistry with it. So I think it definitely just comes down to team and, like, the team atmosphere that you get, obviously, from team to team. It looks different whether you're playing club, college, or the ADU or the pro leagues. Mm. Mm -hmm. No, I could see that 100%. 100%. That's very interesting that he had a different experience. Mm-hmm. But I could see that. Just like um, just like just playing for a club team that you're not really vibing with. It's just yeah. like in any in any aspect of your life. If you're at a job and your coworkers aren't aren't the hottest mm-hmm. to be around. I didn't mean <laughs> that made it sound like I was saying like physically they're not the hottest to be around. That's <laughs> not what I was meaning. They're just not cool cats. Mm-hmm. It makes working so much like when I, oh my gosh, when I was a lifeguard, I think would made the I. <laughs> Were you about to say that? Yeah, I was. Yeah, I was. <laughs> when I was a oh. lifeguard, um, my coworkers truly made the job bearable. Mm-hmm. They were so lovely to be around, and if I had shitty coworkers. This summer just would have been so, so long. Mm-hmm. So long. Yeah. And I think a good um, uh, topic if you want to transition to. I would love to. Even though it's, it is quite similar. But like why there's not a mixed pro league. I found it. 
That's a great, <laughs> great question. A mixed pro league. Yeah, like what does that? What would that even look like? And why don't we see that in other sports? I mean, do we see it in other sports? No, you don't. Yeah, you like, really do you? don't. Well, this comes all the way even back to the fact: is there any sport besides Quidditch that's like truly mixed? Like they play with one another. Mm. I have no idea. Like I couldn't tell you one. Yeah, it's like. I it wouldn't I'm like trying to think of the traditional sports where it's uh like basketball, football, soccer. Yes. And like maybe there's a maybe there's a chess league that is maybe. mixed and like that's what it was started as. Yeah. Or backgammon and you know, club. But like the traditional sports that when you think of sports, you think of like the main fun. And like athletics. Yeah, but you really don't see a purely mixed sport no you don't yeah and i think ultimate frisbee obviously if you're listening to this you're into ultimate frisbee in some capacity uh, that like it's so unique about it truly so unique Mm -hmm. that you do have these leagues where you can play completely mixed and that's that's amazing (laughs) amazing it's just so good and for pro i'm trying to think of like a reason why they don't have mixed Mm -hmm. and like the only conclusion that i could draw to would be like they haven't been around long enough Mm -hmm. yeah to establish that and then like going to the rules of being like okay you have like obviously if you played mixed you'll see like um a disc goes up and yeah. it's for a woman it's intentionally for a woman yeah and then you see a guy on the other team defend it but it's like not a dangerous play or anything yeah but it is like oh that was kind of her disc and it's her defender to get it so like if it's man on man oh, d and is there a ruling against that and then going to dangerous plays is there a ruling yeah. like how can we uh determine what is legal what's not legal or is it all just free for all free for all yeah baby. so I think it'd be super interesting just to see if there's like even talk about that. Yeah. Like has the AUDL even been like, oh yeah, let's play like a woman. Yeah. Like let's put in like three three or four women in here. Let's and then see. to even add another layer on top mm-hmm. of that for the Olympics. Are we gonna go by pro rules and pro guidelines? Or are we just gonna go club? That's so true. Like, you know, I have no idea. Mm-hmm. But then I guess you look at the U20 team, not even the U20 team, just the, U- the U- USA. Yeah, the, U- the USA. The USA team. Leagues or the, the world's. The world's, world's teams. That's exactly it. I'm pretty sure they play by club rules. Mm-hmm. And I would be assuming that most of those players would then be going to the Olympics. To the Olympics. Yeah. I don't even know if some, some of them must play pro, but I have no idea. Yeah, and then is there pro leagues in Europe? That's what I want to know. Oh, my gosh. Where is uh, Charlotte when we need her? Where is she? Back in Switzerland. Back in Switzerland. Yeah. Roulette. She actually contacted. Did you see that? I did. That was so nice. Mm-hmm. That was so nice. We have a teammate who is studying abroad for a year. She's from Switzerland. And um, we just haven't seen her since Stanford, either on Zoom or in the mm-hmm. Slack at all. You just feel bad for those time change differences. Yeah. She, it's like she has a crazy time change difference. Mm-hmm. Oof. Um, so it was nice to see her. Mm-hmm. But I think the world of Ultimate has so many opportunities. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I'm excited to see how the sport grows. Yeah, and you know what I'm excited for? Huh. I don't want to, you know, we try not to talk about it or anything. Yeah. But, like, if, like, all these talks about nationals happening in fall. Oh, my God. So many talks about it. Would be absolutely amazing. It would be crazy. Absolutely amazing. Crazy. And then I was actually thinking about this today. Yeah. Who would, if, obviously, so if they scheduled it. They're like, okay, well, during in like mid November, mm-hmm. everyone come out to Texas, yeah, or Milwaukee or wherever, or, or San Diego. Uh, um, you should have it in San Diego, Alti World, if you're listening. Yeah, please do it in San um, Diego. <laughs> that basically, I lost my train of thought. But oh yeah, I I know where you going, and that's my segment. But, uh, like, who who would go? So if we don't have a regionals, how will they determine who to go? And will they just take the top 30 teams, top 25 teams, mm. and send them off? But is that fair to the regions who don't get a bid? So then are they just going to, com- like, do it as is and then give all the bids to, like, give one bid to everyone and then seeing your ranking and everything just go down, like, how it would be? Or will we have, like, a thing like regionals or... Does everyone get to go? Oh, that'd be so much. That'd be so much. <laughs> like top 30 gets to go. I'm hoping. That- or like even littler top 16. Yeah, top 16. So like if we you can't have. It? So according to Ulti World, we're like eighth place. Oh, but bad. then according to USAU, we're, we're like. I don't know. I, we're, we're not that uh, high. Bogus. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm hoping that they would kind of go based off of, I mean, maybe truly the only way that you could do it would be off of just right now, mm-hmm. which truly sucks because you do see a lot of teams grow mm-hmm. and there would probably be like really close calls. Like who's to say, especially in our Southwest region, there are several teams that could beat us, but we could also beat them. Mm-hmm. So like it goes t- back and it forth. It goes back and forth. So in terms of bids and like how that all plays out, it would be really tricky to gauge like who even deserves to go and everything. Mm-hmm. And if um, most schools would allow their already graduated seniors to come back and play, mm-hmm. that would also have to be a topic that we would have to. Or USAU, I guess, would have to coordinate with the schools. I, I truly don't know how that would even work, like, in terms of eligibility and everything. Mm-hmm. Or if UCLA even has a say about that. Yeah, true. I don't know. Like, can they be like, oh, no, the we don't want anyone traveling. Cut everyone off. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, from traveling. So Yeah, I don't know. Mm-hmm. It's really, really interesting. I truly hope there's going to be a Nationals. I would love to watch that. I think that would be absolutely amazing. Mm-hmm. And you would ball out. Balling out. Yeah, I only played one tournament. Oh, my God. I would be like, boom, a two-tournament season, baby. Let's go, baby. Yeah, I would love that. Only two tournaments. That's absolutely crazy. I was actually thinking about when's the last time you put your cleats on. I think it was Pres Day. You, like, warmed up with us. Um, I warmed up after that. You also had a practice I had a practice. Yeah, I remember that. There's a practice that I warmed up at, and that was the last of it. I was like, I should not put on my cleats yeah. until I'm 110 percent. That goes to anyone. If you have an injury out there, mm-hmm. recovery time is so important. Okay. Do not put on your cleats when you're like 90 percent. You're only gonna make it worse. So true. You're only gonna make it worse. 
so true so yeah well, that's all i have to say about ultimate this week yeah is there anything you're looking forward to um i'm excited to nurse you back to health oh gosh obviously <laughs> Super excited uh, about that. I'm excited for um, more training. Uh-huh. I feel stronger. Yeah, to type up your training plan. Yeah. Yeah. And then, yeah, I don't really have, you know, too many plans nowadays, obviously. Obviously. But yeah, I keep busy mm-hmm. running. I keep busy. Mm-hmm. How about you? Any exciting stuff um, you want to learn? Do? Yeah, I would love to read more articles on running. I've been really enjoying absorbing that information. Kind of excited for this nausea to wear off. <laughs> I am not feeling too hot, but I think once I decrease my pain my pain medicine, then um then I think we'll be back in business. And I think I'll be more of a human being. Woo! Which I'm very excited for. Just when I get to the point where I could get water, because I feel really bad for you getting me water and things like that. Um, all, sole focus is going to be getting healthy. I'm really excited for PT. I'm excited to sleep. Amazing. Thank you. Beautiful, beautiful, darling. And with that, that stay, stay hawking. hawking.